Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. This is a podcast where we are celebrating all things freedom in Christ and how to live out that freedom that we already have in Him in our everyday lives. Thank you so much for joining us. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm ready to to visit with you a few minutes today. If you could do me a favor, and if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving a a rating or a review, that would so much encourage us and help us out and just get this podcast out to more individuals. Also, they're going to leave a way for for you to support us if you'd like to support this ministry so that we can continue to just expand and get this into more, uh, some more individuals can hear this. There's a a couple of ways that we will do that, uh, and we'll I'll leave the links in the description for that. So I hope you're doing well. You know, I, I'm I'm I want to talk today about you know another, I think, just way that God's renewing has renewed my mind to things that I thought that I believed were true, and that are actually uh, through the Holy Spirit making me aware that they are not actually true. And I I truly am becoming more and more convinced. Uh, probably each and every day as I walk this freedom journey, that true spiritual growth, real spiritual growth actually comes from unlearning more than it does learning. Uh, And what I mean by that is unlearning uh, beliefs that may or may not be true. Things that we've been taught or things that we've embraced or grabbed a hold of since we were young or since, you know, especially for those of you that have been a Christian for a long time or been in the church for a long time and you've been taught and heard so many, you know, messages and so many, you know, things that are that are that are just been, you know, kind of poured into you and at some point you begin to wonder like I have especially over these last 10 years, well is that actually true? Uh, you know, just because somebody says it, does, is it is it true? And so, so I, you know, it's 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 to me, it's that personal growth, spiritual growth is actually is actually more unlearning, <laughs> and really looking at belief systems. Because I, I, and I, you've heard me say this on this podcast, is that you will do what you do because you believe what you believe. You will not consistently act or respond beyond your beliefs. And those cut to the core of what, what's going on in our mind of what we actually believe is true. We won't live beyond that. And so here's what I want to talk about today because I, uh, I, am, gonna, I am preparing some, uh, you know, a series of uh, podcasts coming up real soon on mental health, so stay tuned for that. But today, I want, the, the, thing I, the thing I heard growing up, I can remember probably uh, songs being sung about it, sermons being preached, Christian books even. Uh, just this message, I think I even said it at times, is that a Christian is just a sinner saved by grace. And so we hear this sinner saved by grace. And so we hear those two words, right? Sinner and grace. And so at some point, we just, I think I attached myself to that and just thought, well, yeah, there's some truth to that because because yes, I've been saved by grace, no doubt about it. We we recognize at some point, I think for salvation, we recognize that there's nothing we can do to earn the salvation. We don't work for it. We can't earn it. It's a free gift of God, and we receive it. We accept it. We believe it. We receive it, uh, and then we we walk in that. There's nothing we can do to gain that. But at some point in time, then 
in our walk in salvation, we are we're still told these messages. So we were saved by grace, but now at the core of who we are is you're still just kind of a dirty, rotten sinner. <laughs> and so there becomes this, what I call this kind of this, almost like, I don't want to use, no, I want to use this word or not, but like this dual mentality or this kind of schizophrenia of like a good me and a bad me or a good dog. I've even heard it described as a good dog and a bad dog. Or a, or a new self and an old self, and we have, and we end up, you know, uh, thinking of ourselves as we're still two people. Sure, we've been saved by grace, but we're still at the core of who we are. We're just a sinner. Look at what we did five minutes ago. Look at the thoughts that we're entertaining. Look at the some of the stuff, the, some of the failures that we've experienced. And so, so I want to ask you today to be willing to reconsider. If that's something that you've embraced and accepted as truth, like I did, I want to ask you just to allow the Holy Spirit to reconsider that, because I I truly believe the most challenging part of this spiritual growth and these false beliefs is, is letting go of them. Something that I've held on to for years or whatever, I've just, I've always thought this way and always believed this way. I think that's the, the most challenging part of the spiritual growth because we almost hold them as like this sacred, <laughs> this sacred thing that we have, and we're not maybe willing to let go of that. Oh, I, I you know, and so, so the spirit of God's never going to condemn us. Remember, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But, but, the, but I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, has allowed me to take a deeper look at some of these beliefs. Because the bottom line is, is if I truly still believe that I'm at my core, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, then what's going what's gonna to motivate me from not just going out and setting world records for sin? What's, what's going to, if that's who I believe I still am at my core and that's my nature, then, then what's going to keep me from going in that direction? As opposed to if I truly believe that God has made an exchange, he's, he's changed me and transformed me at the core into a new creation and union with Him, I, I get to live out of that. And this is not saying that we are not going to still be committing sins. Christians are sinning all the time and we're doing just fine doing it. But there's been a there's been a chain there's been a deep chain that's happened to us. And so I'm just asking today that, that for you to be willing to Maybe look at what you believe about certain things about God and and yourself and to just see if those are true and let the truth actually set you free, the person of Jesus Christ. And so so that's one of the things, you know, so so is that is that a reality? Is that true? Aren't we still just sinners by nature? Uh, and, and, you know, and so we've, I, I'm going to start with this, I guess, is, you know, I've heard the, the message of inside of us, there's like these two dogs, right? There's this one, uh, one dog that is kind of this good, nice little, nice little dog. Okay. It's the good, it's the good nature. It's the new nature. We may even say it's the new creation, right? But then we've got this other kind of fierce dog inside of us. I don't know, whatever you think is the fierce dog, a bulldog or a, or a Great Dane or whatever that is, right? I don't, I don't want to offend you dog lovers out there, but, <laughs> but anyway, and so, and so there, those still, those two live inside of us. And so, so on our good days, we're, we're feeding the good dog and the good dog is rising up and it's able, able to kind of overcome the bad dog. But boy, on those bad days, when that Great Dane is really barking and it's really 
coming at us, uh, man, the the good dog has no chance, right? It's like it's like it's like it's a competition continuously between these two natures inside of us. So as long as we feed the one enough, get enough spiritual charging or renewal or whatever, and we drown out the other, then you know, then we're going to be okay. But the problem with that is, is that, is that actually true? <laughs> is that actually what scripture teaches? I, I believe it, it's not. And I just, it's taken me a long time to, to embrace this, but I, I don't believe that we're two natures anymore. Scripture does not say that. Uh, scripture says that we are one. Again, before salvation, what was true of us? We were dead in our sin. We were separated from God. We were in Adam Sin was our identity. We were the old man. Okay, there was there was no there was no two natures then. There was one then. Now, after salvation, guess what Scripture says? That old man, the old identity, has died. We've talked about that over and over on this podcast. But I, it's it's my message of freedom that God has given to me to renew my mind, and it's the message that I speak to my to my clients that I work with and the teachings that I do, because I think we need to hear it over and over again to actually at some point say, you know what, that's, that's true. I'm not two natures. I'm, I'm one. I'm one. I'm one nature because, because God has made an exchange. He, that old man, that old identity is, is, is dead and gone, even, even though I occasionally act on sin, even though I occasionally have a thought that I don't want to have, even then occasionally that I express an attitude that's not expressing Jesus, we are still in Christ, but there's two ways to walk, right? I'm still walking after the flesh, and we'll talk about the flesh here in a minute. I'm still walking after the flesh, or I'm walking by the Spirit. But that doesn't change the fact that we're still new. We're still one. And so, I mean, we just got to look at this. I, I, I truly believe that what we believe about this may be, because this is so core, crucial to the identity, it may be uh, the greatest factor in determining spiritual growth, but also this, this level of spiritual victory that we're able to walk in. Living in freedom is what I would say. Living, a free, living in freedom as opposed to, we're, all, we're always free. Christ has set us free, but we may not be walking in freedom and living in freedom and choosing that. And so I truly believe that this, <laughs> realizing that we actually have one new identity, that we are the new self, that we're not two natures, two dogs inside of us that are boxing each other for authority in our life. No, we actually have one nature, and it's the Holy Spirit now in us, in union with our spirit, in this beautiful union where we are now being led and guided, and we are now everything that we are. He is our life. We are now walking in in him. So, you know, basically I, I think this this is this is pointed out because you know, for the, for the Christian that does choose sin, it just never sets right for a long time. And this is why this is true. It's like the guys that I talk with and even my own experience, it's like I couldn't figure out why I wasn't experiencing victory, and so I just thought of myself as kind of a dirty, rotten sinner, and I'm, yeah, I'm saved by grace, but that's just kind of who I am, and so I was trying all the right things to do and all the, stay away from all the wrong things, and it became just about me and trying to get it right, and, and I'm convinced of this, that, 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 
that most of us just kind of believe this is who we are. This is still who we are. And and that that's how it's gonna it's gonna be. But yet when sin happened, it was like I was miserable, I was frustrated, I didn't want it. And still the same today. That's that's how we know because it's just never gonna sit right with us. Sure, the temptation of sin, the allure of whatever that pleasure, that experience gave us at some point in time, that's not ever gonna go away. The power of sin doesn't ever go away. But but once we, if we choose to go to that, we just at some point realize it's not who we are. It's not who we are. Our, our, our basic identity, our core identity is not defined by sin. We've actually been set free from the power of sin. So if we were still an Adam and we were still separated from God, we, sin really wouldn't bother us that much. I mean, sure, we, there's, there's people that are not Christians that can do a bunch of moral things and do a bunch of good things that we think. But remember what God says. God's word says, no one's righteous. <laughs> no one's righteous. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. The, 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 the essence of your nature before salvation was that you were in Adam. You were totally dead to God. You were separated from God. But when you trusted Christ... Guess what? You went from that nature to the new nature, which is being in Christ. You know, this Second Peter 1, 4, I'll give you a couple of verses today to look at. And again, I don't want you to take my word for it. Go to these scriptures. But Second Peter 1, 4 talks about how we are now become partakers of the divine nature. Guess what? The only nature that we have now is the divine nature. It's the life of Christ in us. <laughs> God has no interest in joining his Holy Spirit to our old sinful nature. He came in and he cleaned house. He cleaned house. He gave us a new heart, gave us a new human spirit, yes, and he put his Holy Spirit in us. That whole in Adam is now, uh, you know, dead and gone. Matthew In Matthew 12, 25, it talks about a any city or house being divided against itself shall not stand. You, you th- still believing that you're divided against yourself, it's not going to stand. It's not going to last because God's not going to set you up for this guaranteed failure by still believing that you have to beat down an old you. You don't have two natures. You have one nature. And I know there's been some scriptures and some Bibles, especially some of the old uh, 80s versions of the NIV that would use the word your old sinful nature. And so there was a confusion there, and it confused a lot of people, especially those Christians in the 80s and even early 90s until they changed that. So I would encourage you to, to anytime you can discern now, when you look, read the word, if, if you still have a Bible that uses the term sinful nature, please recognize that that's not, that's not you anymore. That is, that is the old Man, and this is the key verse. Well, there's several key verses, but it's it's one of my life verses now. Second Corinthians five seventeen, which which tells us that the old man, the old identity, the fact that we are not just a sinner saved by grace, uh, is this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We become a new spiritual. We become a new spiritual person. At the moment of salvation, we are no longer who we used to be. The old man has died and passed away. That was, that's where Galatians 2.20 comes in. 
Galatians 2.20 says, and Paul's saying this, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see what he's saying there? He's saying, you know, uh, this old me, this old identity was actually crucified with Christ. I was buried with Christ and I was raised to new life with Christ. So the life I live now, this new life I live, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God, the one who lives in me, who loved me and gave himself for me. He's crucified with Christ. This old man is dead and gone, buried. It's passed away, as 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. All things have become new. All things have become new. And honestly, this is, sure, I'm not saying this is easy to accept and to believe. You know, it's it's... To put it put it plain and simple, the old you is dead and gone. There is no sinful nature if you're in Christ. And I'm going to get to this 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 idea of well, why do we still sin? Because that's the question that I get all the time. But we have to understand. I truly believe the more we embrace the truth and the reality of who we are in this exchange that God has 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 given us, that we we will actually see sin in a different way. And we'll be able to respond differently because we know it's not who we are anymore. Do you realize that when Paul, when Paul addresses the, the Christian believers in each of his epistles, he calls them saints. He knows full well their behavior. He knows full well some of the some of the stuff they've been doing, and says he actually calls them a saint. So he realizes that they're a saint and they're sinning. They're, they could, some of them could be sending up a storm. But here's the truth. He keeps calling them saints because they don't believe they're actually saints. Because they're not, you don't, you don't become a saint by your behavior. You become a saint by your new birth in Jesus. Will you believe that and accept that? Because, because you know, we, 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 we hear people say, well, I'm sinning all the time, so that must be who I am. Well, yeah, we're sinning all the time. But, but think about this. We are Christians, yes, we're still sinning. Okay, but as children of God, as, as new creations in Christ, we are not what we do. L- l- think about that. For, just let that marinate in your mind for a little bit that you are not what you do. The same was true in salvation. The same is true now as you're walking as a believer in Christ. We are not what we do. We are who we are by our new birth in Jesus and yes, he's renewing our minds. And yes, he's renewing our actions and attitudes. It's an inside out. We are not the sum total of what we do, good or bad or everything in between. We are, I know this is so difficult because we grab a hold of so many different identities. And God doesn't define you by your behavior. He defines you by your new birth in him. And this doesn't mean that we aren't going to have struggles. We aren't going to have mindsets that need to be renewed. Again, just what I said earlier is I think the biggest part of spiritual growth is believing that this is actually true and letting go of of false beliefs. And the false belief is that we we still have two natures. We're still the old me and the new me. And it's just not true. We, we, We can embrace today that that our old man has died. The old identity has died. Romans 6 talks about this so much. Uh, those verses that I gave you, I would encourage you to go into Romans 6. The old life, the old man was, was, was dead and buried. There's no old man anymore. Now, what is it that's still coming at us that we still, it's, it's called the flesh. 
Okay, so now we have an opportunity to understand what the flesh is. The flesh, the Greek word sarks. Okay, the flesh uh, we learn in the New Testament is 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 a way that we can walk or set our mind to. It's basically it's any coping or strategy that we've used to find life apart from Christ. Now, sure, did we have some of those before Christ? Yes, but we've also still developed some of those after Christ. The fleshly ways to walk, the fleshly attitudes, actions, thoughts, beliefs, all of those. Uh, the flesh now, is, remember, is not our old man. That man, old man is dead and gone. And I think I've even said this recently, and this is something I'm even learning now. The old man, it's not rearing its ugly head. It's the flesh that's coming at us. Okay, we got to understand, first of all, we are not the flesh. The flesh is not our identity. It's an influence that's coming at us. It's a dart that's coming at us. And, and the old, it's the flesh is not the old man coming back from the dead, okay? Like a zombie reappearing. No, that old self died and was buried with Christ. We have to see that that old man was just, is, is gone. We don't have to try to clean up the old man. We don't have to try to resurrect the old man and make him something new. No, we've been made into a new man. We've been made into a new man. We are one self. We are the new creation. But the flesh is those is those old and worldly thoughts and patterns of thinking and behaving and responding and 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 sure the flesh is sin. So if we're going after the flesh, if we're walking by the flesh, as Galatians five sixteen talks about and Romans eight four, then we're going to yes we're sin. We are going to walk after the flesh at times. Christians will do this. We have remember we have two ways to walk. We're still in Christ. We're still in the Spirit. That's our location, but we have two ways to walk. We have two ways to set our mind. Okay, a person who's in Adam has only one way to walk and only one way to set their mind. They don't have the Holy Spirit in them. They're still blind to the truth. The new creation in Christ is in Christ, but has two ways to walk. You're either walking after the flesh or you're walking by the Spirit. And so just because that we may experience this fleshly, these fleshly thoughts, uh, they're coming around in our soul, we're going to feel them in our emotions, our thoughts coming at us, it doesn't mean that we have a sinful spiritual nature. We, have to, we just have to know this. And, and here's, what, here's what's true. That's already true of us in our heart because we've got a new heart. We, we often think that we need to have what's in our head go to our heart. It's the opposite. We, we need what's in our heart go to our head. That's the renewing of the mind. What's true of us in our, in our, in our spiritual DNA and nature needs to take that journey up to our mind. That's the, that's the renewal and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. When you go to sin, when you commit a sin, the Spirit of God in you is not condemning you, but He's, tell, he's reminding you, you're new, you're the new self. The old man has died, the... Those fleshly ways of thinking and acting and responding are not you anymore. That's that's two it's two different things. We we are we are a new creation who sometimes walk by the flesh and sometimes we walk by the spirit. And that's the invitation today. That's what I want just to kind of leave you with is is that we're if you're in Christ, you're not a just a sinner saved by grace. You can let go of that false belief and let go of that lie and allow the Lord just to renew your mind to that truth because the truth really will set you free. 
and and just real quick and thinking about that with 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 the struggle with pornography or sexual addiction because this was my struggle for so long is if I still believe I'm kind of dirty and rotten at the core then I just in some ways I'm just going to kind of prove that to be true in my actions and behaviors so it's kind of like if I believe if I just believe I'm dirty at the core and I'm a sinner well I might as well just go and and prove that to be true because you will not do, you will not live beyond what you believe. And if you believe a lie, you're going to act on it in some way, either to prove that it's not true or to reaffirm that it is. And here's what we don't recognize. I'm going to be the last thing about, about the flesh real quick. Before I say that, though, is but, but what if I were to embrace the idea that I'm a new creation in Christ and I don't have to live with this pornography anymore? I don't have to choose that fleshly behavior because that old man the old way of the flesh is is a dead way it's a de- that that person's been crucified with Christ and it's a new creation I don't have to go in that direction anymore what a different way of dealing with pornography than just trying harder and trying to do better and trying to crucify the flesh still and trying to kill the old man when the old man is already dead and passed away But the other side of this, last thing I'll say, is the other side of the flesh that we don't see is the religious flesh. This is the ways that all the things that we're trying to do for God, and we we call it Christian, we call it spiritual, but in reality, it's just our way of striving and and trying to earn, uh, you know, trying to earn... This what we call good-looking flesh, and, and Paul talks about this in Galatians five. We can see some of the, some of the what we call immoral flesh of the drunkenness and carousing and envying and all this kind of stuff. But then there's others. There's other parts in Scripture where it talks about more what we even call the positive sides of the flesh. And Paul talks about that in Philippians three about he he could put his he could put his uh, his uh, he could base his whole life on on his his who he is. He talks about his nationality and his tribe and his law keeping and his all of this. Yeah, he had a blameless reputation among his peers, and those are not necessarily sinful looking things. Someone wouldn't look at that and say, "Oh, well, Paul was a sinner," but yet that's 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 what it is. And Galatians three three says it. He Paul finally says he these these Galatian. Uh, these Galatian early believers were being led back to this religious flesh. He tells them, are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Paul reveals there that not all not all the flesh would we consider to be overtly, uh, overtly sinful even. But yet it is. It's true. This religious-looking flesh, it it can produce a lot of good moralistic spiritual behavior, but it's still still the flesh. (laughs) It's still coming from us. It's not depending on Christ in us. And so whether it's these negative flesh or whether it's the positive, it's all still the flesh. Anything apart from Christ, it involves setting our mind on the things of this world and those things that we think we can get life from, when Jesus is saying to us, you're not a sinner saved by grace. You're a saint. And yes, I know some of the things that you struggle with. But I'm with you. I'm in you. I am your life now. I am your freedom. And let this truth and let this freedom set you free.
because I already have, and now you can choose to walk as a new man today. You can choose to walk as a new creation because my spirit is ever-present with you. I sure hope that encourages you. Please reach out to us if you'd like to support us. If you'd like to uh, contact us with a question or anything, you can send us an email. If you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching, we'd love to walk with you on this journey. We've got some exciting things coming up, so please join us. You can check out our Facebook page uh, and YouTube channel as well. But as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.